Good morning, sunbeams. It's a beautiful October day. The world is quiet, but vibrant. And the light is gentle, because today the moon dances between the earth and the sun, casting a shadow, what we call a solar eclipse. As I marvel at how God's timing is perfect, it amazes me how everything about creation is divine, thoughtful, and beautiful in its simplicity. Do you know how precise time has to be for the sun, moon, and stars to align and pass each other to create this eclipse? Like, can you imagine that? It's like, I don't know, when we're all in a crowded place and we have to say, excuse me, and we have to slide past people who are so close and not bump into each other. That's what God did. Mm. It feels like meeting a stranger out of the billions of people in this world, in this pause, in this moment, I met you. As beautiful as this phenomenon is, I'm fighting anxiety. It's hard to sit still when the world is making you anxious. I see what's going on in the Middle East. I hear the cries of the innocent. And every day when I turn on the news, I observe the death tolls, the blood running through the cities, the loud mourning of parents young and old, who are devastated. You can see the emptiness in their eyes. I can almost feel their pain. And the whole time I feel helpless as an American watching. And of course you can donate. You can be a part of charities and things and relief. But it's not the same. I just want to hold them. I want to hug them. And I can't help but ask myself, where are you, God? Where are you? Have we done so much that you left us to defend for ourselves? Today's podcast is going to carry a different tune. It's going to be about something I've shifted away from. A hard truth. A big part of my identity that I've purposely made ambiguous. You don't have to agree with me, but I hope we hold space for respect, understanding, and tolerance. I have found that the most intellectual people can sit at a table and listen to different perspectives without judgment, arguments, or outbursts and make decisions for themselves. So today, we are going to talk about my beliefs And who I really am when the cameras are off and I'm sitting in the darkness of my storms. Welcome to Healing Rejoice the Sunbeam. Come, let's sit and enjoy today. My religious, spiritual journey has been a mess. It's been an ugly, sinful, lukewarm process. I was raised Seventh-day Adventist. For those who don't know what that is, it's an Adventist Christian Protestant denomination 
who worships on Saturday. This is derived from the Bible, the fourth commandment, which says, keep the Sabbath holy. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. I would say that the emphasis on this religion is holistic, community-based, strict on doctrine, and biblical-based principles. Very similar to Christian beliefs, we do believe in the Trinity and God's second coming. Furthermore, we place high value on a vegetarian lifestyle and cleanliness overall. We also look up to the writings and teachings of this 19th century woman called Ellen G. White, who helped form and, in and implement lifestyle teachings for Adventism. For example, she was a huge advocate of education, not just any education, but Christian applied ethics to education rather than a general common curriculum. Um, a holistic and internalized approach rather than just memorizing or learning just to learn. She was also a huge health advocate, calling for cl clean eating um, because our bodies are temples. So no alcohol, no drugs, but also a lot of food that may surprise you, like no stimulants, caffeine, or unclean meats. She was very strict about the way we should be eating and taking care of our life because in order to be healthy enough to worship and serve God, we needed to have a clear mind and a clear body. Now, depending on what church you went to, some were more conservative, others were liberal. If you went to a more conservative church, there would be other biblically influenced rules that you had to adhere to. For example, the church I grew up in as a young person, it was frowned upon to wear makeup, nail polish, or anything that drew too much attention to yourself. And this was based off of the biblical word of 1 Timothy 2nd, verse 8 through 10, which says women are to dress modestly. Our first Peter chapter 3 verse 3 through 4 which counsels women to focus on inner beauty rather than outward so we were very influenced by the bible i remember growing up um and this lady came up to me and told me that it wasn't ladylike to be wearing a sleeveless dress mind you it's summer mind you i personally felt like it was a modest um enough dress but showing skin especially as a woman was not seen as appropriate and what would happen what was the result of these things again it's not that the bible said it specifically it was just some things were biblically influenced and it showed up in the culture of the church or how people treated and how people acted there was a lot of judgment is what i'm trying to say you definitely would be a Bathsheba or um, a Jezebel if you came into church, you know, in stripper heels or, you know, too low cut, whatever they deemed as inappropriate. This community I grew up in called for a really simple, you know, practical living. Come as you are.
Um, so yes, I grew up in that and I slowly began to resent it, not because of the teachings. I thought the teachings were beautiful. I enjoyed all of the stories of Moses, of David, of Joseph. They always gave me hope and light. I actually really enjoyed the community. However, um, and this is anywhere, I learned this as I got older, but in that moment, I didn't have this knowledge that people are going to be people. They can take the most beautiful of things. And I needed to learn how to separate God from the church. But at the time, I couldn't. So as I said, I began to see God as a form of control because everything in my childhood, I was told no. And when you asked why, why can't I go to the movies, for example? That's not godly. That's not what God wants us to do. Mind you, there was a lot of things that my parents said that had nothing to do with God. It wasn't biblically influenced. They just didn't have the heart to admit that they were lazy or they didn't have the consistency. There was a lot of hypocrites, too. Um, so, yes, I grew up in this very, very strict environment where I couldn't even see other children or call other children who were too secular of all the world. Everything in my life was heavily monitored. Um, and every no was something to do with God. And also the punishment. That was really hard for me as well. Um, it was because I love you or because this is a godly thing. Um, there's a verse about something about the rod or spare the child for those of you who know the Bible. <laughs> I know the Bible, I promise you, but I don't have all these verses memorized. But my point is they would use Bible verses against us as children to try to like whip us into a sense of better morale you know, to control us, to say that it was biblical to spank your child, right? Or to beat your child or to yell and scream or any of the abuse and traumas that I went through. I also really, really appreciated having a community, but we all know that there's pros and cons of having a community. One of the cons was I was disciplined by everyone because it's a church so not only did I have to hear it from my family, but I had to hear it from sister so-and-so and brother this and that. And we have to remember that there are people through go people too, living their choices, living their life. There was no autonomy. It was a we situation. So yeah, that was my experience in a nutshell. <clears throat> but the one thing I can say, and this is not to cast any stones or not to talk down about Adventism because I still very much love the principles and what the religion is based upon. It's the people. <laughs> it's the people that are hard to deal with. Um, but what I can say is when I went to college and I went to a Seventh-day Adventist college as well, I actually got to visit Ellen G. White's one of her homes and wow, that was an experience. Um, it was eerie. It was thought-provoking. It was a lot of things. 
but it was beautiful. Um, so yes, as I was saying, it was just, it was an experience that I really resented. The moment I turned 18, I got my ears pierced, which is a big no-no, you know. We're not supposed to be wearing jewelry anyway. That's part of our biblically-based rules. Um, so as soon as I turned 18, the first thing I did was pierce my ears. Um, and, you know, the typical church girl gone wild cliche, that was me in college. <laughs> I went hard along with so many other students. We all came from this sheltered community because, as I said, Ellen G. White believed in having our own separate education that was different from the world. So there are several private schools um, that are Seventh-day Adventists, and there's whole communities that are Seventh-day Adventists who literally close on Friday when it's sunset and don't open until Sunday, you know? So... Growing up in this sheltered community, the moment I got freedom, of course I flew. And of course I flew into the sun. <laughs> um, but I remember always, no matter what I did or how fast I ran, God was always with me. And for me, God was love and God is love. So it was really confusing to separate the abuse and the traumas and the identities that were given of God in the church because the God that the church raised us to believe was a very authoritative God. He was a very strict God. He was definitely a fire and brimstones type of God um, that, you know, we rarely got to see the grace and love and merciful side of God that is in the Bible as well. Because that's the way they used to control children, especially if you were considered an unruly child. And I was high sprung. I was high spirited. I was definitely the child that was running through the church aisles and laughing and, you know, not seeing it as a place of reverence, but a place of play. But my mom, she didn't play that. She used to grab me like by the ear and be like sit down you know god forbid you have to go to the bathroom during prayer you better hold it that's all i can say <laughs> you know so just that influence so i resented that side of it and i went through ups and downs i'm not gonna lie i'm wish-washy i'm back and forth i struggled even to this day with that because you have to understand, there's so much I'm not telling you, but the church was very traumatic for me. Um, physically, mentally, spiritually. Yeah, and I don't have time to tell you guys all of it. And now I see that it was just people, but that trauma is so strong that me and my friends who grew up in the church, we still kind of laugh about it. And we say, do you still have the church trauma? Are you still waiting till marriage? Are you still afraid that you're going to burn up if you do something sinful? Like literally, um, lightning will come down from the sky or fire will come down and you'll be crisp. And we can laugh and say this, but the truth is, that's how we were raised. We were very terrified to do wrong. 
And the guilt and shame was heavily imbued in us. Some of us are still in our prisons, although we've been set free. <clears throat> so, yes, back to college. College, I went wild, although I went to a Seventh-day Adventist church, uh, college. I still went wild. We used to party in San Francisco every weekend, far away from the campus, because if you got caught... The school was just like church, you know. So if you got caught, you would be expelled, period. So we made sure to, you know, party far away so we wouldn't get caught by our deans and our RAs. But as I was saying, because I want to be clear about my my position, because I know so far I've been rambling and it's very confusing. Now you know how I feel. <laughs> um... But God has never left or forsaken me. There's always been this feeling of love and grace and miracles in my life. Things I don't deserve, things I don't do. And that's where the guilt and the shame comes in. That's where the cycle repeats because God has been incredible. You haven't been the God I grew up in. You haven't been the God that has been punishing and cruel and relentless and quick with this anger. You've been very patient. You've been very kind with me. You've been kind with my journey and the way I ran. And now I feel guilty. I feel like I don't deserve this grace. And I don't. That's the truth. I don't. So in college, I had highs and lows. I had moments where I was on the bandwagon. I um, could be super into God. Like I call it spiritual highs where, you know, I would be, yeah, Jesus, woo. And then I had spiritual lows where I'm just like, yeah, whatever. You know, God is God is God, you know. So I've definitely been wish-washy. But now, as an adult, now as someone who's away from all of that, I'm just trying to, for the first time, have a real, authentic relationship with God. And it's been hard, and it's been a struggle. I don't want anybody to force me to do it, like how I was when I was a kid. I want to choose God all on my own if this is for me, you know? God has showed up. As I said, love has showed up for me. I believe God is love. I always say that on my TikTok lives. But um, according to Seventh-day Adventists, I'm lukewarm. According to that, you can't pick and choose. And some of you listening to this right now who are Christian or of other denominations feel the same way. You might be like, yeah, girl, sorry to tell you this, Joy Sunbeam. But what you're trying to do is make up a religion, <laughs> right? You can't pick and choose. I can't. The thing is, I don't think I can divide the two. After reading the Bible, I think we serve a, God, a fair and just God. I do think that he has his moments. Reading the Old Testament, reading um, Jeremiah and Thessalonians, and the way that God cast out the people who were living a life of sin, the Bible is very clear. If my biblical teachings, 
if my, sorry, let me rephrase that. If my journey to finding what it is I believe is influenced by biblical teachings, then I can't ignore the parts of the Bible that are very clear about the things that God calls us to do, what we should and shouldn't be doing, if I choose, you know, the Bible is what I'm saying. Um, So I can't just be like, well, you know, in my mind, God is a chill God. He's going to be forgiving no matter what. So I guess it's okay to do this and this and this and follow the desires of my heart, right? And then, you know, it's whatever because I've already accepted salvation. No, 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 no. I truly don't believe that. I think that if I choose to say, hey, I am Seventh-day Adventist. I am a Christian, whatever it is, I choose to identify as. Um, I have to be willing to follow all of the doctrines, not just the ones I'm cool with, not the ones I'm comfortable with. For example, being a Seventh-day Adventist I in college, I barely kept the Sabbath. Um, I don't know what I was doing, but I can tell you it wasn't holy. I was doing whatever I wanted. So how can you claim to be a Seventh-day Adventist when the thing that distinguishes them from every other doctrine is the thing that you are not listening to? (laughs) Right? Do you see what I'm saying? So that's why at the beginning of this podcast, I said my spiritual religious journey has been a mess. That's why I called myself sinful and lukewarm, because that's the truth. Um, and let's not pass judgment. I just need a space for you to listen. We can talk later if you'd like to. You can leave comments in the comment section, but please don't preach at me. That That's not what this space is about. Um, yeah, so anyway, <clears throat> I'm currently on this journey of speaking to God, of him guiding me and counseling me and telling me what is and isn't acceptable. And at the end of the day, I'll have more respect for myself if I've read the Bible in its entirety, if I've done my own research without anybody telling me what I have to do and what I haven't, and I choose God myself. Because as I said, my whole journey up until now has been forced or on some type of high, but not really that connection to God, not really that interpersonal. I've been doing what I know to do, what I've been told to do. So now I seek God and I seek truth authentically. And I pray, I also pray that if I choose to go back to Adventism, or if I choose Christianity, whatever it is I choose, that I still live a life that is pleasing to God. That I still, um, he finds some goodness in my heart. And for those of you who are like, oh, Sunbeam, you're such a good person. Um, no. (laughs) Like, no. Remember that. God is the ultimate judge, and we could never do enough good, or at least that's what I believe. 
we could never do enough good. Even what we think is good can be sinful to God. It can be, yeah, I'm just trying to say we aren't the gauge of that. You can't, you can't gauge my morality because you don't know my sins. You don't know what I do in the dark and vice versa. I try my best. I do try to live a life that is pleasing. Um, but pleasing to who is the question. And I can admit this journey has been, between me and God, has been selfish. It's been toxic. It's been abusive. I lean on God the most when I'm going through a crisis. But when I'm good, I'm like, God who? And that's not fair to him. So there's a lot of things I'm working on on this journey. So this is why I've kind of stayed away. I can be very vague. Um, but as I go on this journey, I'm starting to discover things. Reading the Bible in its entirety, in its depth, is giving me understanding. And just talking to God. Talking to God is so powerful. And we can have different beliefs. And that's okay. I'm not here to condemn or judge anybody as they go on their own journeys and what they do and don't believe, you know? Although there are things that I am rocky on, there are things that I am stable on and things that I've always believed and that won't change. And this is what this podcast is about. I want to be clear as I can as I go on this journey. I do believe in God. I do believe in one God, one deity, above all. I do believe in the Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. I do respect the Ten Commandments, and I do understand them. Do I live by them? No. (laughs) I'm a sinner, guys. I'm trying. I'm trying to get better. But I do break the Ten Commandments and all the other advice and principles that are in the Bible. I do believe God is love. And that's how God has showed up for me. God is love. It's that simple. I do believe God is light. Um, Trying to think, what else am I sure about? I do believe in God's second coming. I do believe that he will come for his people and take us home. Am I scared? Yes. Am I sure that I'm going to make it in the book of life? No. But I am a very spiritual person. Um, I do not believe. I can tell you certain things I do not believe. I do not believe in psychics. Um, witchcraft or any, I don't know, spiritual thing. And let me explain that because I think I need to be clear. It's not that I don't believe in their powers. It's that I am strict about not believing that they should be the source I go to. The Bible is very clear about that. Um, Leviticus 26 says, do not turn to mediums or necromancers. Do not seek them out, and so make yourself unclean by them. Another one, Leviticus twenty twenty seven, A man or woman who is a medium or a necromancer shall surely be put to death. 
There are so many um, Bible verses. These are just two, but there's so many more that is very clear about not turning to anything but God for advice. And on a spiritual level, this is without judgment. This is just my own personal belief. On a spiritual level, any advice, any questions I have, anything I'm uncertain about, I personally want to go to God. He's the only one I want to give me dreams or tell me about my future. I don't want to speak to any messengers or anything. And again, this comes from the belief that there are certain spiritual doors that we can open, but weren't meant to open. So you can be um, a quote-unquote good witch, right? Because I've heard that said before. And be playing in things that you don't necessarily understand and invite other spirits and other things that don't mean well. I'm a very spiritual person as well. And I do believe that we, I am not, let me speak for myself, I am not equipped to fight some spiritual battles. Um, God died on the cross and relieved us of certain attacks. And I personally do not play or dabble in that. Am I perfect? No. Do I sin? Yes. Am I perfect? No. Will I change my mind? Probably. Um, am I figuring out who I am? Yes. Um, this journey is also a part of finding identity. There's so much involved in it. It's not just finding what it is I believe and don't believe. It's not always about religious and spiritual sides. Sometimes it's just about finding home, finding what's my safety, finding what's my comfort, what gets me through these hard moments. We all live a little bit in a perceived reality. We all are doing what's best based on what we think works for our own life. So I will never judge. I'm not here to cast the stones just because I have very clear lines in my life about things I will and won't do doesn't mean that I can't sit at the table with you. Doesn't mean that I don't love you or care about you. I'm not perfect. I'm a mess. And you can call it out. You can call me out. It's okay. You can say, well, you're being hypocritical. You're doing, that's okay. <clears throat> I'm figuring it out. But all I know is that I want to have a relationship with God. I want to get to know him. I want love. I want kindness. I want peace. Not only internally, but for everyone. Everyone who's going through hard times. Even in the silent corners of the world. Places that don't get media coverage, but are crying and are wondering, when will I be heard? When will it be my turn to be cared about? I am here for humanity. I'm here for people. I want us to heal together, to grow together. 
One of the best and most insightful classes I took was anthropology, the study of man, the study of culture, the study of why we do things the way we do, the study of patterns. And when we got to the religious aspect, although there's so many different beliefs, some of them even reject God, it was interesting to hear the overlap the similarities, the fact that we can be complete polar opposite in our beliefs, but still want the same thing deep down to our core. <clears throat> so yes, thank you. Thank you for sitting here. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for holding space. Um, I do want to tell you guys of some interesting things that are coming to the community. I'm very excited to start doing holiday workshops. I'm going to put it up on my Instagram, which is Joyce Words, I believe. Um, but if not, just double check my TikTok. I always link it. But pretty much I'll be doing a Zoom meeting for holidays. I know that sometimes the holidays get kind of lonely or maybe they're good for you and you really enjoy it. But just want a little extra space. We play games, um, we do cookies and cutting and contests. We had a hoot in the past when I did it, so I'm hoping that we'll have a good time this year as well. Um, yeah, I do it around the holidays, mostly for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Those are the two, but I do want to be in observance of all other holidays as well. So I might just throw in one random one, but those are coming and they're completely free. Why in the world would I charge you to be with you? <laughs> um, yes, but my amazing sunbeams, we have that to look forward to. I'm working on two new books. I'm praying by the end of the year I can get at least them out. I think I can. I can. You can do this, Joyce. But yes, I'm doing that. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm asking for prayers and love. For not only what's going on in the world, but for me and my family. I'm fighting for my health, y'all. I'm just going to be honest. There's so much going on with my health journey, but I'm fighting my health journey. I'm trying to <coughs> take care of my body and do better. But it's hard. It's really hard. And we'll talk about that later, but I hope you're doing well. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for being here. Thank you for holding space. I love you guys.